great. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we take whatever band or artist we do we're doing and we uh, we rank all of their records. So this week we're doing Marilyn Manson. We're going to be ranking his eleven studio albums plus one his one EP, the one the only EP that really matters, honestly. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLong. Uh, but while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars on Spotify. Uh, go to, we have a Discord server if you want the, the code for that. Hit us up. We'll send it to you. We also have a phone number. You can, uh, you can call or text us. I forgot the, the phone number, but I'm looking it up right now. I'm just stalling. Uh, the phone number is 503-893-5307, so get into that. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And then even further than that, another probably 800 miles past that. Getting way excited. Is. I'm, I'm very excited because we have a guest. We don't have guests very often. We don't, we don't have them very often. But we have our, 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 our boy Skip, all the way from uh, lovely old England. So Merry old England. Hello. Hello, <laughs> chaps. Literally, there there it's is. a pleasure to be here. <laughs> all, all we do is make fun of the accent constantly on the podcast. Oh, I love it! I love it! It's great! It's literally great! I like you. You're always, we say you're always that so some, much. We say literally I know. so much. You're always so, you're so London, Jeff. London, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. London, Jeff. Literally, London, Jeff. Literally, yeah, from the south. The Queen's yeah. English. Hello, hello. Oh, the Queen. Oh, oh she's boy. lovely. She's like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, we we have our friend Skip on the pod to to. Help navigate us through this Marilyn Manson listen through. And uh, obviously, our album of the week is going to be Antichrist Superstar. So stay tuned for that one as well. But uh, let's just jump right into our six degrees of Tom DeLong. So I only yeah. have one. Uh, Jeff and Skip each have three. So uh, so just get into it, boys. Cool. Do you, uh, or should we, or wait, no, we should set up an order of who should. goes when. Just, just, just get yours over with, because yours is probably dumb. So just get it over with, and then we'll mine pretend to laugh, stupid. and then and then we'll do our good ones. Well, my, yeah. my, mine's mine's very easy. <laughs> so we start with Twiggy, Twiggy Ramirez. Uh, he's the bass player, obviously. Uh, Twiggy was also in Nine Inch Nails at a certain point, which Josh Freeze was also in at the same time. Josh Freeze has played with Blink, and Blink to Tom. So there you go. Oh. Easy, peasy, right easy peasy lemon squeezy. Nice, nice. So mine so, is similar. My first one. Okay. Uh, again, we'll start with we'll start with Jordy or, or Twiggy or whatever you want to call him. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. played with Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor uh, currently playing with Elan. Elan. Uh, Elan. <laughs> two Angels and Airwaves. Obviously, he's co-written the last couple of records with Tom. There's Tom. Nice and easy. There you go. Look Very at that. Easy. I, so, I have I have split mine into decades. I have a '90s one, a 2000s one, and a 2010s one. That's shit. why I did this week. I did. Whoa, I went crazy. You did more work. I did. Love the dedication. Where do you want to start? Do you want me to start with the, the 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 oldest or the newest? Let's start with the let's start with the newest. Okay. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is 2010. So this is a little cheesy one. 
But uh, Marilyn Manson was a guest star in the show Californication that also, at some point, had Pete Wentz as a guest star. Pete Wentz and Mark Hoppus did a super shitty song together for the Alice in Wonderland that soundtrack. That song is so good. That and, song is uh, so good. <laughs> obviously, Mark knows Tom. That song sucks, dude. It's fucking trash. That song is great. You <laughs> used to fucking love it, too. When it came out, we used to listen to it all the time. You Just because song it had then. Mark on it. I was just, I was in a, ah. yeah, anything Mark puts I mean, out, I'm going to listen to it over and over and over. <laughs> it's a terrible That's fucking sweet. movie. Uh, well, yeah, the movie, yeah, the movie is awful. <laughs> uh, the song's great, though. All right, it, that was a good one, though. I like that one. Cool. You, have you heard that song, Skip? Uh, I have, then it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's got Mark God on. It. Mark, Mark, who sounds a bit like Kermit the Frog. Um, yeah. Uh, he does kind of sound like him. You guys are the, you guys he are the does, worst. man. He does. Um, I love him, though. <laughs> How can you know uh, Exactly. Uh, cool. My my second degrees of six or second six degree. Um, Gil Sharon, uh, touring drummer with with Brian Brian and the Marilyn mm-hmm. Mansons, uh, <laughs> uh, or keyboardist keyboardist not drummer. Can't read my own writing. Uh, and also, he ended up playing with Plus Forty Four. Uh, Plus Forty Four has has our boy Mark and uh, not so much boy Travis. Uh, and those guys, they've hung out with Tom once or twice. So another easy, easy one. Yeah, that is an easy one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know one of the, the, the keyboardists played in Plus 44, at least live. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he was live. I think he might have been second guitar. Uh, but yeah, he's okay. a multi-instrumentalist slash yeah, muso for hire. Our Gil. Good old Gil. Good old yeah, Gil. I didn't know that. All right, what do you got, Jeff? Cool. This is a fun one. This is from uh, the 2000s. Um, but I think this was 2000s. Yeah, this has been two. So Marilyn Manson took on Charles Manson in a fight to the death on the pilot episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> and he killed him. <laughs> Marilyn Manson killed Charles Manson on Celebrity Deathmatch by pulling the skeleton out of Charles Manson's mouth. They called it the Tahitian skeleton pull of death. That's how he won. <laughs> I love it. But don't forget the, ni- the 98 Degrees took on Blink-182 on the same show. But fun fact is that uh, no real voices from Blink were, were actually used. So it was kind of a little bit cheating one, but it was really funny. And I had to bring in uh, Celebrity Deathmatch because that was my intro to Marilyn Manson. Oh, oh wow. Okay, there you go. Foreshadow. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow, wow, wow. Man, Celebrity Deathmatch, that was that was quite the show. That that was unreal. It was amazing. How funny that show was. Oh, that was, that was some great shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're old. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're getting there. Only. We're getting there. Not us. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So my my last one. Um, again, uh, music. Well, band member related as opposed to our boy Marilyn. Um, Juan Alderete, uh, or Alderete, how you want to pronounce it? Uh, our boy Juan, uh, obviously touring bass player for the last the last Manson lineup. Uh, and plays mm-hmm. on on We Are Chaos. Um, I mean, you just can't get a break, can he, Juan? It's not going well. I know. Right? Uh, Jesus, man. Um, but obviously, he played in a little band called the Mars Volta until uh, Omar accused him of being a sociopath. Um, <laughs> and uh, Omar and Cedric were also in that band, or is that band? Uh, Omar and Cedric to Anti Mask, Anti Mask to Travis, who obviously play drums on this still as yet to be released Anti-Mass 2 record and did that last tour and Travis to Tom. Nice and simple. There you go. Yeah. That was 
all all were very simple except for Jeff's celebrity death match. That was that one was a little bit different. I'm but. looking forward to Jeff's nineties one. I love the nineties. I know. <laughs> this is this is the easiest one. So and, what do you and got? This is this is it's it's a little cheesy, but uh, Marilyn Manson was in a movie called Party Monster with Seth Green. And Seth Green Ooh. was in Idle Hands and obviously Blink was in Idle Hands. Idle Hands. Yeah. One of the yeah. one of the few movies yeah. that Tom was uh, Tom drive was through in. guy. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That's it. That's so that, got, that's kids. our that's our six degrees of Tom DeLong. Yeah. We did it. We we actually did it. So uh let's uh let's just jump right into the album rankings. So like I said, we're gonna be ranking his eleven studio albums, uh plus the one EP, the Smells Like Children. And then we're also going to give our biggest biggest banger if we have one, and uh, and go from there. So let let's let's do the order with let's do Jeff, Skip, and then myself. Sound good? Sweet. That's that's good. All right, like that, that'll be the order. That'll be the order for this as well as the album of the week, uh, just so there's no confusion. So, uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go for your number twelve. Uh, so my number twelve here is um, is Mechanical Animals. This is this is what really this is what we were going to do, Whoa. and I I I didn't finish this. I couldn't finish this album. This this is, dude. This was so dumb. Like songs like the Dope Show were still pretty cool. Like I like it. It's it's fun. Probably because of nostalgia, really. But I don't know the title track sucked, and it, it was it, it was the song Mechanical Animals. Where, where I'm just getting more frustrated with like Manson's presentation. It's just the way he sings. It's very irritating here. And it's it's not about like what he says. It's just his lack of any sort of melody. It's just sort of different and unique, and we accept it as being good. It's not. It is not. Sometimes it is not. <laughs> and this album as a whole has some solid ups, but it just has so many very very deep downs. And it's just, I wow. did this was awful, awful, awful. And the best parts of this one are the ones that are essentially just trying to be like industrial techno, like post human, like fucking banger of a song. I playlisted that one because it was a banger. And that is a good song. That is a good one. And Manson, Manson does like his Manson thing, and he just kind of yells, but there's still like no melody or anything, and it's just the instrumentals supplement that just by going hard at it. So we're kind of distracted by the fact that Manson is pretty boring most of the time. But this is a solid uh, little industrial <laughs> techno song, and I fucking loved it. But this album, I, like I said, I couldn't finish this album. Didn't I, I will never I'm, finish. I'm this. shocked it's that low. I can't believe it's that low because there's some there's some trash albums. And oh man, yeah! Wow, <laughs> yeah! I can't believe you put this at twelve. Wow, I was, I was, I was very, very worried about this listen through. I was like, if they're all gonna sound like this, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> wow. Oof. All right, all right, Skip. Uh, what, what do you got for your number twelve? I mean, I, I can't. Believe, I mean, you, you, you missed the best track, Jeff, by not finishing that album. But that's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, if, if, there's a, if the best track is later on, I'll, I'll write it down and go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, I think our rankings are going to be they're a little different. Uh, number <laughs> yeah, 12 like in it. last place. And whew, it's in last place, by the way. It's uh, his second to last record. Uh, his 10th record, Heaven Upside Down. Uh, I've just written in large letters, trash fire. <laughs> um, so it was his, his second album with, with Tyler Bates. It almost didn't happen. They toured together. They had a massive fallout. They, they had, uh, like a physical fight on stage at one point. Um, and then we're like, oh, the box cutter. it's yeah. And then he set up it box cutter records or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, we're cool. We cool. Me and Bran, um, 
Oh man, it's just, I mean, you talk about lack of melody on Mechanical Animals. Fuck me. Like there is, there is nothing on this album. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's way too long, which is uh, just an issue across his discography. But like I, I, it took me a couple of goes to get through this. Um, it, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like I think the only so you thing. Had, you had never listened to it before? I had, but I'd completely forgotten it existed. <laughs> oh, okay. I think okay, I just I just re- removed it from my from my canon. Um, the, the song "Jesus Crisis" is the closest to 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 like a good song, and I think it's because it's so stupid and and so repetitive. You know that I write songs to fat and to fuck. To, I was like, oh mate, it's kind of funny, but it sort of reminded me of um, like uh, his real early stuff. You know, his his portrait era because it's kind of silly. Uh, and repetitive and i kind of hope it's tongue-in-cheek because if not oh brian um so <laughs> Dude, yeah yes. like it's it's just it's just bad sorry it's it's yeah no you're no. gonna be sorry it's his worst right, album <laughs> but no, i'm saying sorry to, to him you know <laughs> and and to the audience okay uh yeah number 12 heaven upside down all right all right, so my number twelve is uh, is We Are Chaos. His last record, eleventh record, came out uh, just in twenty twenty. This is the one, the only record he's done with uh, Shooter Jennings, who's the son of Waylon Jennings. If you don't, if nobody knows that, um, I think this this album probably stemmed from. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, uh, Manson and Jonathan Davis were supposed to work on at least a song or an album together, and I and they said it was going to be like a like a country thing that they were going to do. I think that was probably scrapped to make this with shooter jennings considering his lineage but yeah uh yeah this uh this record sucked man it's fucking trash i mean there's just not a lot going on here it just kind of like trudges along and luckily this is his shortest record as at clocking in at like 41 minutes or something like that uh so that was kind of nice finally getting to the end of this discography and then you have a, sh- a short album but uh, but yeah, I've I've nothing really positive to say about it. There's nothing memorable. I have no banger. Um, there's nothing that was a outright stinker on here. But damn, is it forgettable? And I just don't know why why they even put it out. I guess they they even wanted to. They were gonna do a second record together, but then it just what they what they were starting to write just wasn't working out, and there was kind of a falling out. So they just decided not to put out a second one or write a second one, okay. which is for the best. Mm. So. That's my number 12. We are chaos. So what do you got for number 11, Jeff? Go. I will say that my top four, my, my top three for sure, I, I will. I want to buy in the vinyls. The fourth one I would also get, and I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's available everywhere. Everything else, um, no, not at all. <laughs> not even close. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I feel mm. the same way. My top three I'd get on vinyl as well. Um, but yeah, with that, the, uh, my number, uh, 11, 11, yeah, we're yeah, on 11. 11, we're only on 11. Yeah. My number, my number 11 is Hollywood or Hollywood in the shadow of the Valley of death. This is his fourth album. Okay. Fucking boring. Nothing exciting here except for it just came after like the atrocious mechanical animals, but, but I felt these songs just to be very <laughs> similar to each other and nothing really popped on its own. Very vanilla stuff. So it just didn't push his sound any farther than we've already heard. And it didn't like do a good job at rehashing the current sound. It was just meh. It just vanilla, just mush, boring. I have no um, bangers. Are you, are you sure you listened to the record? 
Yeah. Are you high? Are you high, Jeff? <laughs> boring, boring wild. stuff. This is just wild. Dude, I'm, I mean, the, the biggest dupe on like the population of Earth is thinking that Manson is an exciting vocalist in any capacity. It is. He does the same fucking thing over and over and over. He never even really yells. Very, very, very rarely does he actually yell. Most of the time, it's just he's getting real close to the mic and just talking very heavily and then turning the volume up to make it seem like he's yelling. He never really screams. But he kind of has like a weird kind of vocal fry to him that makes it sound like he's kind of screaming when they turn it up really loud. He, I cannot believe how, I cannot believe how lame Manson is. Honestly, <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm just destroying Skip Street, dude. I, 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 I will oh, the say king though, of like controversy, man. My my top three, my top three are fucking goddamn near perfect albums for sure. They're so fucking good. Four is good. I would want to buy it. Everything else is just, like we've been duped. This guy's a joke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right. All right. Hollywood is your number 11. So, um, so Skip, what do you got for number 11 after that <sighs> disappointment? Fucking hell. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> night is Manson's way. Anyway, whatever. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. It's going to be a long night. Uh, <laughs> my number 11 is, is We Are Chaos. Um, it was... Uh, it was nice in some ways, I guess, to try and see him be a little bit more. I'm going to use the word mature in italics here. Uh, you can't see I'm doing that thing a thing, you know, laser yeah. beam. Uh, yeah. So um, there's a lot of Bowie influence on this. Uh, I know you guys aren't super, super into Bowie or have listened to a lot. And from what you're saying, Jeff, maybe don't. Uh, yeah. Like the guitars, lots of acoustic. Um, it's quite a cohesive record i guess in in a way uh but equally like absolutely nothing stands out um i was really disappointed considering you know uh, juan supposedly plays on this album um and you know usually bass is all over the place with with manson but no um couple of couple of things i mean paint you with my love brian doing an actual love song that was quite sweet um kind of he's he's seeing a, a, a german-based artist i believe um so that was and you know he's done painting for years now so that was quite sweet actually to hear to him actually pen a real actual you know love song to someone um and then the closest to a banger it's not a banger it's just it's a sub banger uh would be keep my head together it's got a cool little bass riff it's got some of that glam kind of stomp that has always been over his records you know um it's okay that's that's yeah it's it, it yeah, exists you can't say it, it's not much better than okay i mean it's <laughs> yeah i mean you know if, if someone gave it to me i'd probably still never listen to it you know um <laughs> but yeah Straight i just feel away, really bad really point. bad for juan man like you know a time when he really needed money and stuff obviously this this tour never really happened because of the stuff that happened um yeah, yeah. Which we'll yeah. touch upon a bit on the yeah, episode, the, the, we allega- will, we will. the various allegations. So, but yeah, all right. So uh, number eleven, we are chaos for you. My uh, my number eleven is Heaven Upside Down, tenth record from twenty seventeen. Uh, I I pretty much agree with everything everything that Skip said. This is just straight up a boring record. This is the second one with Tyler Bates, and I don't know why they work together. Yeah, maybe they got along at some point, but. He's not that good of a songwriter. I don't think he. I mean, I don't feel like he is because these songs are fucking boring, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's all I have about Heaven Upside Down. I got no banger. It's just yeah. I mean, a Twiggy, lot of the same. Just 
Twiggy Staff. declined to play on it. Um, and I think that <laughs> says everything, really. Well, no, he like, no, he didn't. He no, he didn't because I I, re- I read that too on on the on the wiki or whatever whatever. But I remember I used to listen to that that podcast that he had that hour of goon, mm. and on the hour of goon, him and Fred were talking about this this specific record or being in Manson still, and he was saying yeah they they recorded an album and and I didn't even know that they were doing it and he's like that's fine I don't I don't mind I don't care, but yeah he had he had no involvement oh, wow. with it but it wasn't his own doing it was just that manson <laughs> didn't tell him that they were recording a new record that's kind of so, worse really yeah. <laughs> oh goon moon though great band um yeah there was yeah they're a rad band super mm. rad band but <clears throat> but yeah so that's my uh my number 11 heaven upside down so jeff what do you got for number 10 go is heaven upside down that's that's <laughs> that's what i got Pretty it's much for the, the finally something right. Yeah, for the same same reasons you guys have, have said, he just uh, he doesn't have much to say here. This this record's slow and and again, Manson just doesn't have have almost any range. It's boring and and he never changes his singing style ever. It's just God, why does he do this? It's so irritating. And this one was super <laughs> annoying because of the way they misspell all these little fucking words. Like they were gonna try and call they originally support according to the, to the wiki here that they wanted to call the record say 10 like s-a-y yeah with the number 10 it's like dude that's it's like so, it's so cheesy that's cute and clever if you're like 16 not when you're fucking not when you're 10 albums deep and and you have this persona of of to to live up to this this whole charade that you've been putting on for 20 plus years it's just this album's dumb it's it's childish and it's stupid <laughs> i have no bangers all right it's fair that's fair mm-hmm. All right, Skip, what do you have for number 10 then? Cool, number 10. So we're going back in time a little bit. Uh, uh, we, we, we come up with, with Eat Me, Drink Me. Um, okay. So I, I remember this album coming out. It was the first album that came out where I was sort of an active fan, I guess. Um, I would have been like 16, 17. Um, there's some great ideas on this album. Like I really think they do. It's his only true sort of goth album in terms of the actual musical movement um you know they kind of started over here in england um mm-hmm. that kind of came out of post-punk and you know season of banshees and all of that the cure things like that it's the only real obviously there's a lot a lot of guitar on this album with tim scold um very little sort of keyboard and stuff uh it's vocally i think his worst album um he blew his voice out on the golden age tour quite badly because he's had obviously no vocal training uh, and you can hear that it's just i mean it's really weirdly produced as well but like his voice mm-hmm. just sounds fucking awful um across this album uh but there's some there are some good songs there, there is some terrible terrible moments i think the uh murder kill happy rape chant from you and me and the devil makes free might be the dumbest thing he's ever recorded but <laughs> there we go um it's it's not my banger of choice, but I do enjoy uh, mutilation. Is the most sincere form of flattery, just because it's got like it's got a bit of swag to it. It's got that glam thing that is one of his strongest sets. Uh, and it was written as a fuck you to uh, My Chemical Romance <laughs> um, and all the kind of oh. emo bands that sort of took took this kind of edge lord danger to America kind of thing away from from him at the turn of the the two thousands apparently. Uh, yeah. But my my banger, which I actually think is a banger, uh, is the title track, uh, "Eat Me, Drink Me." Uh, it, 
it's interesting musically. It reminds me of of tracks like Coma White from you know the previous decade. The guitars are kind of got some cool sounds. It's lots of some fun panning and stuff going on. Uh, obviously, it's heavily influenced by Alice in Wonderland, but it's also, I think, kind of a dig at Evan um, because their relationship. Well, whatever it was, and I'm obviously going to be very careful with what we say and, you know, everything. But I always think it was very um, kind of frictious. And, like, I think there was it was very sort of intense, you know. But the lyrics, yeah. she's been forecast with an attempt to kill herself, but the ending didn't test well. And this is something that crops up for the next few albums at this time, was his references to filming and, and actresses and stuff. And obviously she was just breaking into the industry then. Um, yeah, and I remember this is the era that I saw him live the first time, and he even had an animatronic Evan Rachel on, like come on stage and hand him oh. absinthe. It was very weird. Um, That's very bizarre. Very bizarre. It's all. I mean, it's an amazing stage show, um, and I'll probably touch more on it when we get into the main episode. But yeah, it's it's. I just see it as this kind of subtle dig because obviously her career, she was supposed to be a superstar, and it never really happened. Um, you know, until even now, like I suppose Westworld has done really well, but you know, she was going to be like the next big movie star. Um, yeah. You know, at that time, you know, all the hype and stuff. So I do feel it's sort of a a sly dig. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. It's Eat me, drink me. It's it's a good album. It's just got some. It's got some filler. It drags a little bit, and the production is bad. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you on that one. Okay, so. Um, my uh, my number ten is also eat me drink me, so uh, this is I don't know if you said but this is two thousand seven his sixth record. Uh, this one was the first first and only album that Tim Skold worked on. He wrote all the music on it, and then Twiggy once again replaced him, or once again rejoined the band. Uh, but overall, the, this record just kind of everything's kind of mid tempo. Nothing really stands out too much to me outside of the one song which is my banger um it's heart-shaped glasses just because it has a, it's very like dancey it has a really great drum beat some really good bass lines but outside of that the album doesn't really shine it kind of just really kind of falls flat for me at least but um but yeah like reading about it lyrically it was kind of about the breakup of with Tita von Tees, um and then a little bit like you said with Evan Rachel Wood but otherwise yeah this this album just doesn't do much for me I, I don't I would never go back to it and yeah, that's all I really got to say about Eat Me, Drink Me. That wasn't already said, so that's what I got for number 10. Mm, so mm. what do you got, Jeff, for number nine? Go. Uh, number nine, The Pale Amper, their their ninth album, 2015. Um, this was, dude, these next like three or four are just, uh, they could go up and down three, four spots, doesn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> this one was hard because it was just more of this like heavy electronic sound I've been hearing and just updated a little bit. I don't know. It's still boring. Yeah. Like nothing here excited me. And, and this like middle ground of Manson was, was hard to get through because it wasn't like bad. Like this isn't terrible. It's just boring. And that's, that's always like the hardest to get through if this one is boring. Like I like mechanical animals so much because I love to hate it. And then my top three, like I love so much cause they're really, really good. But everything else in the middle is just, I thought was really fucking boring. <laughs> and I was just getting burnt out I too. I love to hate it. Dude, I was just getting burnt out listening to the Manson. These other things are like an hour long. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. But it's like the same yeah, fucking rough, song. Just rough. like eight albums in a row this guy's doing. I have no banger from Pale Emperor, and I don't even remember what it fucking sounded like. 
<laughs> no recollection of listening to it whatsoever, except except for this uh, paragraph that I wrote about it. Wow. Okay, that that's fine. I I, I totally understand. So, uh, what do you got for number nine, Skip? Ah, for we're actually matching up now. Uh, snap! It's 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 the Pale Emperor. Um, oh, Jeff is he's calmed down. He's come off whatever whatever trip he was on, uh, and you know he's he's back out of silly land. Um, yeah, I mean it's weird. So this was lauded as a comeback, uh, and I'm still not sure why. Um, yeah, first one with, with with Tyler Bates. Um, I mean, it kind of put him back on the scene a little bit, I guess. Obviously, um, one of the songs was in the um, was it John Wick one. Yeah, Killing Strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been like, oh, Brian's back, uh, which is cool, I guess. Um, I like I like some bits of this album. I like the idea of him trying to do a blues record, essentially. Like, his voice is kind of monotony, kind of, yeah, kind of drawl. It suits that. Um, and it has a bit more swag back in this album, you know, uh, which is cool stuff like Mephistopheles of Los Angeles. It's fun to say. Um, <laughs> it was nice to him. Yeah, there's that glam kind of vibe. A lot of it's kind of lyrically a bit more off the cuff. There's some silly wordplay. You know, it's stuff that there's classic, classic Marilyn Manson, which is cool. Um, but it's just boring, um, and yeah. some of it's bad. Like Warship My Wreck, that can just go. Fuck that off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like yeah Ugh. Uh, but there's some silliness in it again uh i think my favorite track is was the single uh third day of a seven day binge it's got a good bass groove which is again a classic marilyn manson kind of thing and it's almost got a sort of nick cave vibe you know when nick cave was kind of a bit more dangerous um which I, i'm a big nick cave fan so that was cool uh you know he's not trying to be like the king of controversy or, or like harken back to his 90s. He's just, you know, singing a, a rock and roll blues song. Um, and that's the best bit of that whole album. But yeah, as a comeback, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Uh, so yeah, Pearl Emperor, there it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, with, I'm with both of you guys. This is my number nine as well. Damn. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty damn boring. And uh, the, the first song starts, it's kind of like a little bit of a blues rock thing. And, and it does stand out. It definitely stands out. I'm like, okay, this album could actually be kind of good. The second song, okay, I, he's kind of still doing that. It's still kind of cool. But then after that, it's just another hour of just this kind of generic blues rock thing that he's doing, and I just don't get it. It was extremely dull, and um, yeah, that's all. I, I got no banger on this one. I got no banger on this one. So yeah, number nine is Pale Emperor. I just, this is, this is a boring one. No banger. So uh, what do you got, Jeff, for number eight? Num- number eight, the low-end theory. Just kidding. The high end of low. <laughs> their, uh, their seventh album, 2009. This one, uh, this one was bizarre because I-, I thought there was a lot of like pretty good songs here, but then there's shit like, like Running to the Edge of the World, which is just ballad trash. Absolute trash. <laughs> and there's a lot of different sounds here, and I respect him for, for trying to like lean heavily into pop. But like still keeping his edge, but he's just too old and, and tired for this shit. He's just too old for this shock value stuff that that like we were shocked by in the '90s for sure. But I don't know, like now, like pretty as a swastika. Like come on, guy, this is this is done. <laughs> this is tired. And even like the Arma goddamn motherfucking get in. Like I thought this reading the li- re- reading the title of the track on Spotify before it played. 
I thought like this one, this one's gonna fucking murder my ears. This one's gonna drop, and it's gonna be the craziest thing that he maybe he's ever done. And no, it was completely lackluster. It was a joke, and I don't know, just it, <laughs> it was stupid. It was stupid. And then, like, there's this, there's, there's a story of like Manson bringing just the instrumentals of that song to the label execs. And them exclaiming, oh, yeah. this could be a hit. And then Manson getting all mad. This is just, you know, you guys don't understand music. That's just stupid fucking folklore. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I hate this so much. Like, I'm getting more mad talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but but is it is it as ridiculous as like when Blink went into the take off your pants and jacket during during the toy page era when they go into the record executive's office and then they play the, the joke songs like. That's that's just as ridiculous sounding as this Manson thing. Yeah, but Blink never took themselves seriously. Manson took himself seriously uh, from day one. He just uh, calm that's, down. That's kind of true. And like I, it's kind of true. I get it. Like this era is supposed to be an emotional and tumultuous time for him, but this music's lame, 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 <laughs> like a duck. But I mean, I, okay, but like at some point though, you had to have kind of just come to the real i mean you did already come to the realization that like not everything's going to be heavy so then just kind of expect that and not not expect something to be heavy when it's never been heavy you know what i mean i didn't i, I did like why why, why are you still expect like your nine records in and why are you expecting it to be heavy when you haven't heard a heavy record when you name song your good? song armageddon arma goddamn motherfucking getting it better <laughs> be good it better be one of the best songs you've ever done okay that's just that's a fucking okay, fact I, okay you don't name your song Arma Goddamn Motherfucking Getting and then write a shit song. That's just stupid. Well, it's not a shit it's song. A shit it's song. a shit song. It's not a shit song. It's trash. It's not a shit song. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> this guy fucking saying Hollywood's is fucking number 11. Dude, trash. Get the fuck out of here. Pretty as a swastika. You too, he's too old for this kind of shit, dude. Come on. Good Lord. <laughs> I agree. Some of the lyrics and titles Bo- are, are dumb, you, both you guys and and Brian the Manson, whatever the fuck you want to call them. You guys are all stuck <laughs> in this like like mechanical animals era of shock value that's still fun and still it's still cool and edgy. It's stupid. It was stupid then and it's stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand, Jeff. You yeah, you went you and understand. You and that. I understand that he's hiding his shitty music with with gimmicks and tricks and smoke screens. I get it. I I've got it from day one. That's rock and roll, baby. That's rock and roll. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It is. At least rock, rock and roll. Is like rock and roll is right. Good music, though. <sighs> Goddamn. All right. Jeez. So uh, obviously, you don't have anything else uh, left on the high end of. I almost said low end theory. Like you got that stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Fucking idiot. Um, you got anything else on this record then? No. I never want to talk about no. it again. All right. Dumb. All right, Skip, what do you got for number eight? Cool, number eight. Uh, this might come as a surprise to some people. Uh, it's the golden age of grotesque. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you you talk about a uh, shock factor and shtick there, Mr. Jeff. I mean, like, the, the kind of build-up to this record was, you know, great. You know, he was talking about, you know, Weimar-era Berlin, uh, Dadaism, you know, abs- absurdism, all of these cool stuff. Uh, and what we actually got was was Brian and Co dressed as Nazis? Woo! <laughs> uh, I, I think it's the most dated in terms of production. It really sounds like like you know early early noughties. Those guitars are so dry, um, and it's just like great. You've got John Five, you know, one of the best fucking guitar players, um, and th- this is this is what you let him do. 
it's just weird. Um, yeah, it's the first time, obviously, after the triptych, the first album, and I just feel like he hasn't really got anything to say other than Rose McGowan dumped me. Um, and so the, the back half of that album is just, it's just shit breakup songs, man. It drags. Like, And I loved this album as a teenager, but I don't think mm. I'd listen to it for about 10 years. And coming back as like, you know, a man in his 30s, I was like, oh, Brian, we get it. She dumped you. Uh, <laughs> and I just think it's a shame. And like, I also think it was just a kind of creatively, he was kind of tapped out. You know, like the single is just a rip off of a Faith No More song. You know, the be obscene is just be aggressive. Be, be aggressive yeah. and Faith No More. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he did get sued, but I really think he should have been. Uh, and just, yeah, it's a disappointment, man. That, that concept was great. You know, um, there's a couple of tracks that actually kind of do fulfill it. One is the title track where he does that weird, silly kind of vocal and there's upright bass, which Tim Scold <laughs> said was his favorite part of the record. Um, and, and then the most fun track, which is my standout, which is Dull Dagger Buzz Buzz Ziggity Zag, because that's God, great. What a fucking title. <laughs> it's fun to say. It's fun. Like, it came on and I'd forgotten it existed. And instantly I was like literally spitting every word. I was like, oh, yeah. All, all the quick wordplay, you know, God of Venus started first, but in uniform. If you're not dancing, then you're dead. I was like, oh, she's great stuff. <laughs> you know, and it's got that kind of like 20s feel you know it really actually hits the concept that he was you know talking up he's a great marketer he's as great as his own pr guy um you know he just he he always over talks you know the idea was was great the actual execution yeah most of the back half i could deal without but yeah that song is absolute killer playlisted like it's so fun it's so silly it's got you know Oh, everything you want from a Marilyn Manson song. You know, it's it's big, dumb rock and roll. And that's that's what he's best at. You know, he's massive influenced by Kiss and stuff. And you can really, you know, take away all the bullshit, take away all the, all the like, you know, preacher man stuff. It's just rock and roll. And that's the best rock and roll song on the album. That's fair. That's okay. very fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my number, my number eight is uh, Smells Like Children. The EP from 1995. This might, might come as a surprise to some because apparently this is like one of his most popular things he's ever put out. And I don't understand why. I mean, there's some cool stuff on here, but it's just, it's a lot of like voice recordings and some remixes and covers. I don't know. And it clocks in at like 50 or like 45 minutes or something like that. So it's not even an EP. It's like a fucking record, which is weird. But um, yeah, the, I don't know the story behind it, like in the the Tony Wiggins guy. That that's kind of interesting. Or actually, I think that's pretty damn interesting. Um, this is the first thing that Twiggy had done, had been a part of with Manson after the first record. And um, I don't know if I had to pick a banger, I would say the cover of uh, Rock and Roll Ninja, just because that was like a really cool, fast, upbeat song. And I've never heard the original. Have you guys Have you guys heard the original? Yeah, the Patty Smith version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never ever heard it uh but yeah it's quite the quite the title as well so um of course marilyn manson would would choose this song probably strictly because of the title i Um, saw him play it actually but quite later on in 2009 he was still putting it in the set list so what the fuck man yeah (laughs) really playing with fire shit but smells like children yeah i don't i don't really see the the appeal that much and then the eurythmics cover it's fine 
it's fine. I, I don't. I, it's like one of his most popular songs, but it's whatever. So yeah, that's all I got for number eight. So okay. what do you got for number seven, Jeff? Go. Uh, Eat me, drink me. Eat me, drink okay. me. His uh, sixth album, two thousand seven. Um, this was. I thought this was like one of the weirdest ones so far in his in his uh, chronological discography. They seem to be the first one that was like hard rock focused and had a lot of melodic songs. And the biggest takeaway here were like the guitar solos. This was. I think this was only one of two albums that had this guitarist on it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes there was solid, cool stuff. And sometimes it was just wanky and dumb, but like, it was cool to hear like a progression and sound with guitar solos. And it was, it was weird to think that um, they could incorporate really good because they were, they were, they were good guitar solos too. Like they were put in there nicely. They weren't just thrown in there. And I, I thought it was, I don't know, it wasn't too crazy about this album, but I dug some of the tracks and, and also, if the song "If I Was Your Vampire," that I think it was the first track, that sounded like just a reworking of their "Sweet Dreams" cover. It was the same pacing, the same vibe, the same notes, just like in different order, and it sounded exactly the same. Was it? But um, it right. was. This was fine. I I didn't I didn't hate this at all. I didn't like it. I mean, we're not in the twos yet, at all. <laughs> not in the twos yet. Not even close. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, according to our three point rating system, yeah, we're not we're not in twos yet. I probably I'm probably still I'm I'm probably still in like the one point two era here. Uh, that's fair. Barely. I think I'm like one point. Yeah, one point two five. I'd say. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Skip does not agree. He's pissed already. Um, <laughs> right. uh, no, I'm 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 under two. He's he's been like he's been like stewing for the last like twenty minutes as we're talking shit on all these records. Vigorously like cool. shaking um, and convulsing, <laughs> digging a pencil into my knee just. Harder and harder. <laughs> uh, All right, what do you got for number seven then, Skip? Uh, number seven. Number seven. Uh, Born Villain. Born All right. Villain, a.k.a. Brian Read Some Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> and worked with Sheer LaBeouf. Very odd. I mean, she, that's when Sheer went a bit weird, uh, wasn't it? That was... Cool. Off topic. Anyway, uh, yeah, Born <laughs> Villain. So again, I remember this one coming out. Uh, came out to sort of minimal fanfare. Um, it's when he'd moved to a much smaller label, uh, and you can hear that the production is uh, is definitely scaled down. It's, it's quite cheap sounding in places. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do like about this album is it's um, although there's there's not a lot of melody, uh, which is a, a, a factor, as Jeff has already said, like across a lot of brian's work um it's really kind of post-punk influence it's really driving um obviously geordie was back in the band this is the second kind of reunion uh album of that songwriting partnership i think um yeah yeah um so and there's yeah some real driving bass and stuff which is like a hallmark of post-punk you know uh, it's cool i actually quite like the minimal production in places you know, it really is just just Brian and and Jordy in the studio. Uh, if you take out Disengaged, we've we've kind of moved on from the whole like a lot of the breakup stuff that's kind of all over this era. It's a little mm-hmm. bit less kind of up its own ass and a little bit less like cry for me, uh, a bit a bit more balls, man. A little bit more kind of vocally and musically. Like Murders are getting pretty every day. That's a nice heavy track. That's pretty cool. Um, Obviously, he literally quotes Macbeth at uh, points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite track um, by 
quite some way uh, is is Flowers of Evil. That chorus is great. Uh, you know, I've been running from the bloodless for fear of exile for all of these sorceries. Shun the ice. Great. That bass line is so good as well. You know, it's bouncy. It's driving. Uh, kind of like descending guitars. Like, blim, 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 blim. I, I love it. Honestly, it came back on and I hadn't heard this album since probably it came out. And I was just like, boom, it clicked in my brain. I was like, I remember this song. I remember this is a banger. Um, so yeah, they playlisted again. Like, I actually think it is a great song. Um, I like the title track as well. There's some interesting stuff going on. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not trying to be anything. You know, even the cover, it's just his face. You know, it's just uh, a latter day Marilyn Manson album, you know, with a good songwriter on board in, in Geordie. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's cool. It just is. It's and like I like that. I like he's not trying to be anything on this record, and that's probably why it's it's higher up on my list. So there it is. Born villain. Born villain. Every one of his stupid right. fucking albums has just his face on it. That is true. <laughs> God, I've <laughs> seen this. I've seen his <laughs> when you, when you put it like that, except, except the first record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to cancel my point, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tired oh, of looking at yeah. this guy <sighs> shit alright so uh, so my my number seven is also Born Villain from 2012 uh, like you said this is the the last one to feature Twiggy or Jordy uh, uh, writing on the record and uh, Chris Verena the, the drummer also wrote a lot of stuff Fred Sablon uh, the bass player at the time in Manson he actually has a songwriting credit on one song uh, I think it's slow motion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and at this time, Twiggy was playing guitar in the band. He wasn't mm. the bass player. Fred, Fred was the bass player. And um, but yeah, like like you guys said, or like you said, Skip, like this this album. There's not a lot. There's not a lot here. I mean, I don't really have the same nostalgia because I never really was into Manson. But yeah, this one just kind of it really fell flat because I really liked the the high end of low, but. Yeah, Born Villain just I don't know I don't know what happened between the two records, honestly. Like songwriting wise, I don't know what happened because I like Twiggy's writing a lot and this is like a huge dud for him. Huge, huge dud. Which is really unfortunate. But other than that, yeah, I got no banger. I got no banger. Nothing really stood out um at all to me on this one. So that's all I got for number seven. Is wow. uh, is uh my is Born Villain. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that is a terrible track. Wow. Ugh. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an awful, awful track. Uh, is that awful. really a track off of this? The no, I think it's high and of low, isn't it? Wow, but it's is just it? bad. It's 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 God. God, it wants to be a nine inch nail song. Uh, <laughs> well, it makes sense. Well, nine inch. Oh well, yeah, I mean, Jordy's just you know he's everywhere. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He had Pop just left Metallica. nine inch nails too. At that yeah, point. yeah, because he, he didn't didn't make it so. to Metallica, did he? No, no, no. no. It's no. so weird watching him play with the guys from Metallica too. I know. Super fucking weird. <laughs> but, um, you just spent like a year uh, not getting into bands. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. So then uh, what do you got for number six, Jeff? Go. Uh, born Villain. Yeah. yeah born Villain. Right. So just come full circle here. Just get, I guess we'll just get over this album and move forward. But um, <laughs> the best parts of this came from I, what I guess now is, is chalk up to uh, a, a smaller label and, and less big production because of the nuance, like the little nuances in this, like the guitar noises from the finger slides on, on pistol whip and a lot of like his breathing that's caught on the mic in between words and in between speaking. I thought all that stuff was really cool. And it's sort of as like a sloppy chaotic record 
that just again like hides behind a lot of the same kind of driving electronic four four B, which is fine because you know it makes for like a cool heavy catchy record. I get it. It's cool. I get. I I dig it. But um, this was when I really realized that that Manson is just Manson's vocals is pedestrian, completely. <laughs> That's it. Nothing exciting. Um, but hey, cruel world. The opening track. This one started off really cool. It had that droning kind of helicopter effect with like subtle guitar bends and noises. It was fun. I thought like, damn, this is going to be a really weird kind of out there record, but it never recuperates from those high expectations that I had. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Skip, what do you got for number six? Cool. I mean, just before I said that, I I want to mention that I'm surprised Jeff hasn't, hasn't mentioned this because he's a, he's a big fan of, of the Chicka Chicka. And like, I, I, even (laughs) though he's had like a variety of, of guitarists, like there's a sort of, there's the mansion Chicka, which is more like a Chicka Chicka. And it's like across every album, there's a chicka chicka moment. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just surprised as, as a chicka chicka connoisseur that uh, well, Jeff hasn't mentioned. The, it's coming the, because the, chicka chicka. the best chicka chickas I'm saving for the top. I leave for sure oh, the top okay. two. Okay. Top oh, so I foreshadowed the, 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 the holy chicka chicka. Because he, <laughs> there, cool. there, is, there is a semi-iconic chicka that, that is kind of used throughout. And even the chicka itself kind of... Progresses into a different sound depending on what boring era Manson is in at the time. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a chicka to chick, isn't it? It's it's a yeah. chicka chicka. It's it's a it's a it's a twist on the chick. It's it's, um, a, it's a little weird. It's a little bizarre. No, I I, I noticed, the, baby. I noticed the patented Manson chicka chicka. I was just checking. You know, I'd have been disappointed had had we never brought this up. So you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> number six, uh, drum roll, please. It is the high end of low. Ah, okay. uh, right. So I, I have mixed emotions on on this record. The the filler is fucking terrible, right? <laughs> the, the filler on this on this album <laughs> is bad. And if it wasn't there, we'd have a nice thirty five minute, really strong kind of latter era uh, Marilyn Manson record. Um, you know, this was the last time I saw him live. This tour, two thousand and nine, in a much smaller venue. Uh, his voice is is way better on this record than it was on Eat Me Drink Me, which is the immediate you know record that preceded. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 Twiggy Twiggy's returning returning record. Um, despite what Jeff says, uh, I'm a goddamn motherfucking Geddon is a great single. Like oh. it's stupid, <laughs> it's glammy in the same way as tracks like Beautiful People, Disposable Teens, Rock Is Dead. You know, yeah, he's rewritten the same song five, six, seven, ten times. But when it's a good song like that, it's fine. You know, it's 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 stupid. <laughs> uh, it's definitely tongue in cheek. You know, uh, it it kind of references his past. You know, Columbine fucked. You know, making hits. I'm taking credits for the death toll. You know, that's him going. I know I'm past it. Uh, I don't give a shit, and fuck it, I'm going to be remembered for what you want to remember me for. Fuck it. Um, you know, I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought it'd been long enough since the incident as well um, to maybe, you know, it's not a joking matter at all, but the reference, that's what I picked up on it. Uh, I want to kill it like they do in the movies. Uh, problematic, again, considering current what's going on, but, you know, it's yeah. the longest thing he's ever done. It's nearly 10 minutes. It's kind of experimental. Uh, it's got a really cool bassline, uh, really interesting vocal, um, and just some of the lyrics across this album. You know, batshit. It's not rain, you rapist werewolves. It's just God pissing down on you. 
what? Like, that's one of my <laughs> favorite, so <laughs> favorite stupid lyrics ever, you know? Like, and, it, you know, Into the Fire, like Manson doing a piano ballad. I actually think, like, a lot of his mid tempo stuff is some of his best stuff, and it actually works. Twiggy gets to do his his blues guitar solo thing. You know, he's a big fan of like stuff bands like Oasis. You know, he's said that's his favorite um, band. Yeah, yeah, and like he, obviously he's hung out with the Desert Sessions and stuff, so he does love that kind of blues. And yeah, Oasis are terrible, terrible. I'm Oasis. an Englishman, like I'm constantly. <laughs> no, Doesn't everybody in England like love Oasis? Isn't that like your Red Hot Chili Peppers or something? Yeah, they are. They are, oh, that, that is a beautiful analogy. They Terrible. are the red hot chili yeah. peppers of, 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 of England. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it works. Into the Fire is a great track, I think. Um, my, my biggest banger, because I do think there's several bangers on, on this album, uh, is I Have to Look Up Just to See How, which is almost a title track, you know. Um, it's got such a good groove. That lurch, which I'll go into on the main episode. There's a Manson lurch, a bit like the Manson chicka chicka. Um, that's like there and it drives it it's got that really cool like like the falling falling like part i think that's great uh the lyrics are kind of pissed off and and angry but they're also like some really cool imagery going on you know like he's quite wordy in his verses and then kind of sloganeering in his choruses that's always been a manson thing uh i just think it's yeah it's a killer song i i think the vocal performance is is great um it's nice to hear his voice in some better form. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really up and down album, but the the bangers outweigh the filler. But the filler mm-hmm. is fucking terrible. Like you could cut like Wow, White Spider, <laughs> um, Blank and White. Yeah, you could cut all of that, and then you know, yeah, sure, and finish on Into the Fire. I don't know why Fifteen's on there. You know, finish with the blue solo. End. Great, cinematic man, cinematic. Did you say you like you like running running to the edge? Uh, no, that can go as well. Okay, because that <laughs> yeah, that, can... that was that was one of the worst. Like I've, I've it just I goes heard. on and on, doesn't it? It, it, yeah. it feels longer than uh, I want to kill you like they do in the movies. <laughs> God, was, yeah, it was rough. Oh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, high end of low. There it is, number six. My uh, my number six is Mechanical Animals. Mechanical Animals is third Finally. record from 1998. This one. This one really surprised me. I, when I was starting my, when I did my listen through, I, I got through Portrait and then Antichrist and then this, and I thought, uh, we can't, we can't do this record. Like I, I for one thought, okay, this is not very, this is okay, and I knew instantly that you would hate it, Jeff. Like absolutely would fucking hate it. <laughs> and I even texted you. I said we probably shouldn't do this. We should do Antichrist. And you're like, well, whatever you want to do. And then I was on the fence because I know because we had already committed to it with with you, Skip. But then, yeah, we eventually decided to go with uh, Antichrist. But I think it's because I eventually listened to it leave. finally. And then it was just like, yeah, uh, no, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, I got like four songs in. And I'm like, Jeff is not gonna. He's not gonna. <laughs> like <this>. So, um, <clears throat> but I didn't think that it would be at the bottom. Like, I didn't really did not think this was gonna be your least favorite. Least that's fucking favorite, crazy. Baby. That's that's straight up silly boy talk. Hot take, homie. Um, and I can't believe some of these records you haven't even talked about yet, which mm-hmm. is even stupider. Mm-hmm. God damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but mechanical animals. It was. Uh, it it really dove into the glam rock stuff, which I'm not super into. I mean, you touch upon it, Skip, with with David a lot of David Bowie influence stuff, and I'm not super familiar with David Bowie music. I mean, I know some of his bigger hits, 
But outside of that, I mean, I, I know nothing. I know nothing about his music. I never, I never really dove into his stuff because there's just so much of it and I don't know where to start. But yeah, that's fair. There's a lot. Yeah. If there, I mean, if, if David Bowie sounds a lot like this, like or in the kind of the same vein as this, I don't know how much I'm going to actually like it. I thought this record was just kind of boring. Um, it has a lot of good sounds in it. And it, I mean, Michael Beinhorn produced this one. Uh, he's produced like a lot of huge fucking bands. He did he he did a corn record, uh, Jeff's least favorite corn record too. He he produced that one. Serenity, which, uh, I guess that makes sense. What Serenity of Suffering? No, he produced uh, Untouchables. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a Trash very corn. unique recording in itself that where no other no other record was has ever been recorded like Untouchables. So Michael Michael Beinhorn is this very kind of unique guy, but I feel like he kind of. There's nothing here on on mechanical animals outside of like, rock is dead is a good song because it's like heavier. It, it kind of gets you pumped up and going. And other than that, I just I don't even like the dope show. I never really liked the dope show that much. And yes, um, you do. I really don't. I really You're don't like lying. that song. I've never really dug it. Everyone loves the dope show. Everybody loves the dope show. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, Edge Lord Tyler over here. <laughs> oh, it's popular. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm telling you all the fucking time with this kid. <laughs> Never oh ends. my god! Don't get after me, Jeff. Never put this at the very ends. bottom of. This oh, don't worry, don't bottom. worry. There's, there's going to be plenty of the words. It's fine. Fuck, yeah, <laughs> but I did say I like the dope show, though. If you're listening, okay, like well, that's the dope wrong. Show. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's oh, silly boy talk. You guys um, are so high. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i mean overall this album has some cool moments but it's uh it really just falls flat with the glam stuff that i just don't really care for so um yeah that's that's all i got on this one mechanical animals my my banger on this one is rock is dead so uh what do you got jeff for number five Go. uh number five the golden age of grotesque this is the last of, of my ones i didn't really care about um the fifth album this, this reminded me so much of of that like mindless self-indulgent sound and it wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed kind of like a lot of the the heavy, beat driven songs, electronic stuffs. It was it was fun. Sometimes super catchy. Uh, I like the track "Saint" or "Ain't" with the "s" thing, whatever. However you say that silly wording. But um, I don't know. It, I I don't care anymore. I, I just want to get to my top four here, so I'm gonna move on. I'm tired of bad Melvin um. Manson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for uh, number five, Skip? Cool, number five. Uh, Smells Like Children, finally. Um, So this is super nostalgic for me, super nostalgic, because I I had this on CD back in the day. So, like, you know, when I only had, like, seven or eight CDs, like, most of them were Marilyn Manson, uh, which we'll get into. (laughs) Um, So, like, I I, again, I hadn't listened to this probably in about 15 years. Like, I've probably listened to it, like, till the CD kind of, like, you know, scratched itself to death when I was 15 and then never again. Um, so it was super nostalgic. It was super fun. It's, it's really silly. I mean, I really like um, Dope Hat as a song. So, and I, I really like the kind of super slowed down version that's on here. Um, the remixes are very, very 90s. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they all sound super, super 90s. Um, the kind of, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is very 90s. You know, it's using like, you know, yeah, the recordings and stuff and the phone calls and the, the stupid bits and bobs and, all the, you know, it's almost like a hip hop record in that. It's got like it's skits crazy and shit, how, you know. How many bands like were doing that kind of shit in the 90s? Like, Yeah. 
we're doing yeah. skits or doing like little interludes or shit from movies and like that was a very 90s thing from yeah. all bands or artists across all genres well that's it and this is like the last kind of spooky kids record you know it's the last mm-hmm. kind of moment they were like a horror punk band which i'll talk more about when we when i get to portrait um but you know um rock and roll ninja it's a great it's a great cover uh, and actually you know he's a, there's a thing where he like if manson has an idea he's not afraid to repeat it and go at it again and retry it you know and that starts with the and the world spreads its legs front of a fucking star which becomes a lyric you know an album down the line uh but my my bb uh it's uh the screaming jay hawkins cover man i put a spell on you like That's a it's good one. Uh, it's just so like brutal like really heavy on the bass like really simple uh really really great kind of batshit vocal take you know he, he's going at it like he is close to the mic it is turned up it's blasted out i really worked to the concept of the song you know uh mm-hmm. scott on guitars having a great time um uh, you know i yeah i've always loved that cover um obviously the, the record company supposedly were like that's the single and i went no do sweet dreams um which has been overplayed a on the radio <laughs> and b by by the band like it's always in the set mm-hmm. list and like the best thing about it is just a really weird use of wah, you know, the, the constant rock that wah, 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 you know, which is an odd, mm-hmm. innovative use of a wah pedal because, yeah, like Scott wasn't a great guitar player, but he was interesting. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of nostalgia in there for me, uh, which is why it is so high. Uh, but I also, I just had a shit ton of fun and it's genuinely unsettling in places to listen to. You know, that's when they were a sample heavy band where uh, Pogo was doing a lot more with the band and actually, you know, kind of manipulating sounds and stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a real headphone record. Um, you know, if you don't listen to it with headphones, same with Portrait, like go and listen and you hear so much more going on. Um, so there it is. Smells Like Children. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <clears throat> so my number five uh, from here is where we we get into our two out of three. You know, this is a good record going to continue to listen to and i would even get this on vinyl if it was at a decent price which most of his vinyl is not at a decent price um and uh, my number five is the high end of low his seventh record from 2009 i know uh, jeff fucking hated this one and uh it was, right. it was a little indifferent but that's okay we could all be wrong sometimes uh this is uh i understand there are some filler parts here and there but it's still not bad like it's still it still sounds good and it still kind of connects everything together i I don't see the hate with this one. I think it's a pretty solid record. Uh, and you know what, Jeff? I mean, the best song on this is Arm of Goddamn Motherfucker. You're so Get like, stupid. You're without a fucking, doubt, that is the best song on here. you down before you came here? <laughs> Dude, it, ha- it has some really super catchy parts. There's some oh. absolutely great interplay with the bass and the guitar. And just overall, that bass line is so fucking killer. It, this song is awesome. This song he's is not really wrong. fucking good. He, he's not wrong. Play, he's, uh, yeah. Playlistable no, song. He is I, mean, I instantly play this. That's the that, that's this no, he is, is wrong. Yes. Sick. <laughs> this song is sick. This album is really good. I really dug it. I was very very surprised. I was very apprehensive because after Eat Me Drink Me and what was the other? There was another one, right? No, between the, grotesque and uh-oh. and this, right? Uh, no, it was just it was golden. It was age, okay. It was just Eat Me Drink Me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cause but it was Eat Me Drink Me. Yeah, it was just a long, long time period between the, those records. Um, but yeah, Eat Me, Dream Me, Dream, Eat Me, Drink Me, I just, I was so kind of bummed out by that one. 
it was just kind of just straight up boring. But then once I got into this, I was I was really stoked again. And then it just it falls off so quickly with um, Born Villain after this. It's like, wow, Twiggy, like you 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 did so well on this record. What happened after? But whatever. The high end to low. I, it's a solid fucking record. I don't care what what you say, Jeff. But whatever. It's great. Okay. And um, and I th- I mean I th- I think even Skip touched upon it too. Lyrically on this one, it, a lot of it was about the breakup with Evan Rachel Wood, and this even has that mu- that gnarly music video, uh, with a lookalike of her uh, yeah. in the video, and <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking crazy shit, man. And I think that really drove the the kind of aggressiveness, the craziness of this record. And yeah, this is kind of one of his crazier records, which is not saying a lot because he's not that crazy of a guy, but yeah. um, musically at least. He just tries so he, fucking hard. He does. I, I agree with you. He's like that, the, he's like the Andy Dick or Tom Green of of music. He just like, why do you try so fucking hard? Like you don't <laughs> need to amazing. do that. <laughs> that's that's really good. That's a good God, comparison. Yeah, the Andy Dick of, of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, can you come shock some people, please? Oh God, God. Andy Dick, like Drew, just relax. Uh, Put the coke. You down know, Andy relax. Dick was in Star Trek. That blew my mind the other day. I was watching Star Trek and there was Andy Dick. I was like, what the fuck? What? On Star yeah. Trek? In one of the movies? No, no. He's, he, he's in, a, he's in uh, one of the TV shows, uh, uh, Star Trek Voyager. He plays a, a hologram. What? A hologram doctor. Yep. Uh, a young Andy oh Dick. Wow. Why no? Blew my mind. Blew my mind. I can't imagine that. That's bizarre. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's toned <laughs> down, but he's, he's still Andy Dick. You know, he's still kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, was, it, was, it was pre-Coke addiction, Andy Dick, probably. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's my number five, the high end of low. So what do you got for number four, Jeff? We're almost done. We're almost done with the mm-hmm. rankings. Here's the only so four I got? care about. These these are the only ones I wanted to talk about. And, and Mechanical Animals. Cause I know both you little cucks fucking love that, that album because you're both <laughs> stupid idiots. Um, but but number four, We Are Chaos. We Are Chaos. What? Finally. Why, this is This is the only Why? time in his entire discography where he... He wrote pop songs and didn't try to mask them as like heavy industrial rock songs. He wrote pop songs and presented them as pop songs. He embraced the pop because Manson tries to write pop songs a lot, and he's been doing it album after album after album. But he hides it. He tries to hide it in his little his little fucking tower of of, of coolness that that he puts on and, and makes people <laughs> think that he's weird. No, you're a pop artist. What he is? He plays no instruments. He just sits up there and sings. He's a pop artist. And this is the first time that he embraced the pop sound. And it was, I mean, the, the, set aside that it was a manageable 40 minutes long with, with kind of no filler. Some, some really good melodies here and some really heavy instrumentals. I thought this was a fantastic album. I loved it. It opens up with a cool spoken word part. Like, come on. That's amazing. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. My, my favorite track is Infinite Darkness, which I guess is the title of the painting, too, that was painted for the, the, the cover art of the album. Oh, the cover the cover of his face, yeah. Which again, we've never seen his face, right? Because that's all he fucking Ooh. does. But <laughs> <laughs> he's on brand, bro. He's on brand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I truly, I really did like this a lot. I liked this a lot, and I thought it was uh, this. This may be like one of the most different things he's ever done. Because again, he writes pop songs, but he's not very good at it, and so he masks it with this kind of niche that he's created. Which is cool because he creates like his own universe essentially. But this is the first time that he wrote pop songs and presented them as pop songs. I liked it. <sighs> I don't agree with it, but it's and fair. I would and I would buy this on the Major vinyls. Case. 
Really? Yeah. Is it is it actually cheap considering it's like a new record? Yeah. So like you can buy new copies of this for like twenty twenty five bucks. Oh shit! Yeah. Are you gonna buy it online? Or are you just gonna wait till you probably see it in the wild? It's probably at Grace Records. Grace Records has a lot of new stuff. And next time I go, I'm going to seek out uh, the Manson section. If there is a Manson section, which is probably not because all those other records are so goddamn expensive. But there's mm. a lot of bootlegs. That's the thing, too. Like most of the, most of his early records are all bootlegged. Yeah. That's but true. even then, they're like they're like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. So I don't know how much they are in England, but yeah, they're fucking expensive here. Yeah. So I think I paid like... 30 for mechanical animals. You, I know Jeff's like, that's 30 dollars too much, says Jeff. You got <laughs> ripped off, man. You got ripped off, son. <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool variant, man. Like it's uh it's it's yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it when I get to it. You know. They should have paid <laughs> they should have paid you thirty dollars to take it off their hands. That's oh. what it should have been. <laughs> you didn't even finish it, bro. Fucking hell. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you didn't even finish it. That's not fair. You cheated. Mm. <laughs> You listened okay. to Poison, but you didn't listen to Mechanical Animals. Unbelievable. <laughs> Poison was four records. This was like 36 records. It, it took yeah, but this is like, this, this, took this is only the week. third record. So you weren't, you know, uh, you can't even burn out already. Poison, Poison took a day. I mean, like, this one took a he, week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, too he, bad. It was got, a lot. He got you there. He got you. No, but Jeff, you had three weeks to do Manson, and you couldn't go back and listen to Mechanical Animals. <laughs> no. But you could listen to five Poison records. He got you with the Poison thing. When that's you go, gonna, when you go out to downfall. eat and you order food and it tastes like shit, do you just keep eating it? Or are you like, no, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to move on and order something else. Are you, are you a fucking monster? Are you psychotic? Who would do that? No, you no, stop you, what you're doing because I mean, no, it's not right, enjoyable you and you move forward. Well, it's true. It's true. But you also listen to Five Poison Records. As did I. I, I did it too. So I'm also at fault. Oh, here. but you, you finished Mechanical Animals. You know? I, I did. I yeah. did. <laughs> I, ho- I hope yeah, mechanical like animals on. is not your number one there's just no way <laughs> right, so what is your what's your number four skip uh portrait of an american family uh, okay. his debut record so the the only one with 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 that lineup uh with with bradley mark stewart aka gidget gein on, on bass or Gein, how you want to pronounce it i don't know i'm not american uh and and daisy berkowitz aka scott on on guitar both of whom have sadly passed away uh bradley mm-hmm. in 2008 from a heroin overdose i believe uh, and scott Piteski in in 2017 sadly um, yeah. I had a friend who was actually friends with Scott, um, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, he was completely estranged from from Brian and stuff. Like you know, there was no no effort to to stay in touch. So it's just fair. Bands. I think they. Out. I think he even he even sued him right in the early 2010s. Yeah, yeah, it was for, pretty like, acrimonious. For some of the, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember the lawsuit. I think it was a lawsuit. I don't know. Yeah, uh, um, but this is this is a cool album. Uh, it's the only sort of horror punk and i it's interesting you haven't mentioned it yet tyler because obviously you love bands like wednesday frankenstein drag queens uh and this is the only one of those these records that really fits in that sort of vein um i think it's cool man like yeah scott he's he's not an amazing guitarist but he's got a really really interesting way of playing guitar like it's not traditional it's kind of horror punk it's silly you know he's he's like um making some cool noises and stuff like that. I say we before with the, the wah pedal on um, Smells Like Children and stuff. And even like fans, like hardcore odd fans say like no one could play Lunchbox right the way Scott plays it. Like John Five used to play it too fast uh, and things like that. 
And this is a really like fucked up album in terms of like there's just so much going on. There's so much use of sample. You know, it opens with that real creepy uh, Willy Wonka. You know, but mm-hmm. there's no nowhere where we're going. You know, <laughs> and he started as a poet, Brian. You know, he's he's not yeah, a good yeah. singer at all but he does have an interesting voice that drool you know he's a performer and I'll, I'll talk more about this when we get to our album of the week because yeah he performs all over that you know he takes it a very theatrical approach to his um the way he's he performs i don't want to say sings really um because like he can't sing straight up he's a terrible singer but he's a great vocalist uh and they're two very different things um a lot of these songs written by by Bradley and and Brian, uh, and it's interesting actually, like how much Twiggy kind of writes similar. You know, again, it's all these driving bass lines. You know, wrapped in plastic, that's got a great groove. Um, mm. You know, uh, dope dope hat, so fun, so silly, pure horror punk. You know, there's pheromone, there's a the little noises and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's just great. It's it's stupid. The video is really cheap and really silly and really nineties. And if you guys haven't watched it, I strongly recommend seeking it out because it's just it's just Willy Wonka gone mental. Uh, <laughs> like. Yeah, I think it's a great, unique album in his canon. Like, it's definitely a headphone record. There's so much going on. Uh, it's a little on the nose in places. Uh, and I just love how offensive it is, man. Like, you know, it opens with Cake and Sodomy as a first proper track. It uses, like, the C-bomb twice in that song. And this is 1994 in America. Like, you know, I won't yeah. say the C-bomb on your podcast because I know how offensive it is in America. In Scotland... Oh, you could we... say it. Oh, sweet you cunt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love the I fact thought it's English joke. people say it all the time. That, that I, sample. I, I that was like... Put on a smile. Put on a smile, you cunt. And it just goes straight into the riff. You know, ah, oh, it's great. You know, um, and then like cunt fucker <laughs> just yelled in the middle. I just so stupid, man. Like, it's so offensive. Um, my, my girlfriend uses that word all the time. Like she. Oh, we use it as punctuation cunt. in England. You know, and especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, my girlfriend just okay. says it when That's she's pissed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like some people, like you know, it's 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 yeah, it's still an offensive word to some people. But yeah, I know I'd forgotten just quite how how many expletives are on this record. Like it's like every other word is a fuck or or something, um, and it's just stupid and silly. And it's it's his most fun album. It's so fun. Uh, and my favorite track is is Lunchbox. You know, it's got that great sample mm. at the start. You know, it's got such a killer bass groove as well. You know, it's one of the first things I learned to play on bass. Um, and I still love ripping that groove to this day. Uh, it's great. The guitars are really crunchy and cool. You know, it's it, that pow, pow, pow. Oh, it's great. Uh, and like the live version, like where he breaks it right down. Oh, it's, it's just stupid and fun. And like, it, it's yeah, it's just a tight groove. Uh, it's a one-off record because it's a one-off lineup uh, where mm-hmm. it all started. Portrait of an American Family. All right. So um, number four for me is also Portrait Portrait of an American Family. You and I, Skipper, just like we're pretty damn similar for the most yeah. part. Um, we're not. We're not. We're not on morons. Rankings. There's only one yeah. album that you guys haven't haven't gushed over at the same time, and that's Mechanical Animals. That's it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Everything else, you <laughs> both are just. just fucking 69ing each other the entire time <laughs> but that's not true because you know most of his most of his albums are crap uh or not very oh good. yeah but uh yeah, yeah. portrait of portrait of an american family 
is uh, this is a really good one. I was very surprised at how just kind of kind of raw sounding it sound it sounds in like from a production standpoint. Like it's it's really kind of like a, it's a rough record. It's a really rough record, and I and I liked it. I liked the amount of samples. It did remind me a lot of like Frankenstein Drag Queens because they use a lot of the a lot of the samples from movie like obscure movies and just like little things here and there. I mean, they're a little bit more straightforward punk, but there there's a lot of similarities between the two. And um, and it makes sense. I mean, I, I assume Wednesday got a lot of inspiration from Manson, especially in the early days. I mean, because people trying to shock other people. I mean, Manson was like the go-to. He was like the god of that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think this is a solid record. I mean, just the, I love the soundscapes. I love just how unique it sounds. And it's just crazy how twi- like you, you mentioned you touched upon it, too. But Twiggy kind of plays in the same style, but he made it so much better. He was the way he writes is just it's it's just so much more mature. In oh just, yeah, I, I I mature is like the only word I could think of because it's not like saying that these guys are bad. This lineup's bad because it's not at all. It's just Twiggy just took it to that next level that I feel like these guys could not have done. So oh, definitely. it was Twiggy and, and Trent too on some of the songs, but mostly yeah. Twiggy. He's um, the highlight of that band. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, yeah, yeah. I I yeah. totally agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, no, Portrait of an American Family. My favorite song is Dogma. Uh, this is just kind of one of the faster songs, some killer fucking bass lines, some good guitar chugging. I love some some good guitar chugs, just like Jeff likes the chicka chickas. I like the chugs. Mm. So, chugs um, and chickas. Chugs, chugs and chickas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some kind of like music theme fast food. Hey, come to Chugs and Chickas. We got it all. Want some chicken fries? Chugs and some chuggy burgers? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I fucking Ugh. love a good guitar chugging. It's, I would, I would love oh, to hear man, a so song good. that is just all chugs and chickens. Like that would be so. All chugs oh, and chickens. <laughs> we gotta fucking uh. write a song and just call it chugs and chickens. Chickens and chugs. Chickens and chugs. Oh, chickens and like chugs. fingers and thumbs. I'm all chickens and chugs today, guys. Chickens and chugs. That's so dumb. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and just I mean the song too. I just has like I said the killer sound effects, the cool soundscapes. That I think is is kind of underwritten. Like a lot of people don't talk about the soundscapes in Manson's music, especially in the '90s and early 2000s. Like there's some really cool stuff that really just kind of expand and fill in the gaps where you didn't think you needed the gaps to be filled in out, but they do, and it just adds a cool atmosphere and and vibe to certain songs. And that's the case with this one. So that's my number four, Portrait of an American Family. So what do you got, Jeff, for your number three? So We Are Chaos was my four. I would put that at like a two, like a solid, solid mm-hmm. two. Um, now we're at like 2.5. We're already like boosting way up to the 2.5s. And then that's as far as I'll All go because right. I don't want to give too much away here. But Smells mm-hmm. Like Children. It's uh, it's an EP that you both apparently thought was was uh, not good in comparison to his other boring <laughs> music, which is fine. Um, again, I ranked it one below you. That's, <laughs> well, it's not your top three. This is my top three here. You know. <sighs> It made it to the final four, which is fine, but not your top three. Yeah, this is this is an EP, but it's like almost an hour long. Okay, relax. But it was uh, it was really good, and I so like looking up these early albums online. I recognize like every single one of these album covers up until like the sixth one, and I was like, holy shit! Like I remember, like I know exactly what this looks like, and this was the first one because Portrait of American Family I didn't really recognize. But this was the first one I was like, holy fuck, like I totally forgot about this album. And then hearing that Sweet Dreams cover again 
That's a good cover. Mm-hmm. That is so much better than than Eurythmics did it, which is it was fine oh, when they did here. it, but it's so much better. And I mean, like I'm with I'm with Skip, dude. Like I I I love I love like I put a spell on you. That was it's it is. It is a, a monstrosity of a cover. It is a butchering of a song that is so beloved by so many bands and so many people, but it's like, that's what you want. That is exactly what you want. He still keeps the feeling, but adds his own unique sound to it, and it's so different, and it's so fucking weird, and the more you, times you listen to it, the weirder it gets with pacing, with little nuances to it, and... I try to search if like Screaming Jay Hawkins and, and anybody in his state or whatever, anybody had ever said that, I don't know, anybody related to them said that he liked the song or if, if, or if, if anything, if anybody ever said that it was a good cover or whatever, I never, I didn't find anything of that, but I, I think he would have, he would have really liked this because he was a weird guy, you know, it's, it's very weird. And, yeah. and I, I think, I don't know. I, I thought it was, a, it was a fucking perfect cover and it was, it was so goddamn good. But I never saw anything that he listened to the song and said it was really good. And I think it came out like right as he died too. So I don't know. Maybe he died maybe before. Right, yeah. Maybe like it was the last thing that he heard on his deathbed. Because I think he died like a couple <laughs> years after in like the early 2000s. So it was like the last song he ever heard. But no, it was, it was, uh, this was a fantastic EP. It was so damn good. It was very weird. Um, I don't know. The, the other songs here were heavier. And, and more traditional songs and like structured and sounding, but they're just kind of like heavy metal, heavy metal oriented. And I liked it. It was good. And I get it. Like I get why it's an EP because it's very disjointed. It's very broken. The songs don't flow with each other very well as a whole. It's just like a compilation album, but it's obviously it's an EP, but um, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. And also rock and roll ninja. Like this was a banger of a punk song for them. And I never listened to, yeah. Patty Smith before we started collecting the vinyls. And that was, I got her album Easter very early on and I, I listened to it and I put it off for a long time just because the cover is really boring looking. It's just stupid and whatever. I don't care. But then I listened to it and I brought it to the pod like very, very early on. And it's, it's a fucking fantastic album. It is so goddamn good. It's unreal how good it is. And again, dropping like the end bomb like that, like she did, like he did. It's, it's, it's ballsy and tactful, and that's weird. That's a weird <laughs> thing to say because it, it yeah. really is ballsy and tactful, and I, I love it, and I love Smells Like Children so much. It was fantastic. I thought I thought for sure you'd hate this EP. I really thought you'd hate this one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ow. what do you got for uh, for number three, Skip? Go. Uh, cool. So uh, honorable mention, this is where I put the live album, uh, just very quickly. You guys check it out at some point. Maybe give it a while. Uh, there is a lot of mechanical animal stuff on there, but like Ugh. with the Antichrist stuff and the portrait stuff, like you can hear how it flows as a body of work altogether better because like you've got a killer lineup. It's Twiggy and John Five as well. Um, I just want to quickly mention I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me are on that version. It's got some gospel singers. It's great. It's really fun. But man, you can totally hear that it is basically it's just fame by David Bowie. Like musically, 100%. It's just basically a fucking cover. But there's some really cool wah guitar. And yeah, yeah, just the idea of, of gospel singers singing, I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Ah, oh, it's great. Um, so yeah, quickly mentioned. But yes, number three uh, is Hollywood in the shadow of the valley of death. Ugh, finally. Um, finally. Fucking 
great album. Uh, it's, it's too long. One, two, or three too is just long. those albums. <laughs> what, the triptych? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> who'd have thought it, eh? Um, who'd have thought that, you know, his most cohesive work would be my top three? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this was his, this was his post-Columbine record. I could talk for hours about this record, but I won't. Um, it's his most meticulous. Like, everything about this record was so thought out and so, like, pumped up like the production is it's really really crisp um you know they left soundscapes running for days to get seconds worth of parts you know um pogo was much more involved than he usually is playing with synths and stuff um yeah you know it's 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 a reaction to columbine pretty much you know the nobodies especially pretty on the nose you know we're dead but they know just who we are you know, uh, this was a really odd period for him. You know, he sort of 1998, 99, he's like the biggest rock star in in the world, especially in America. He's successfully pissed off all of middle America's parents. You know, he's, yeah. he's done that thing, you know, just like, you know, just what he's rock and roll. He's rock and roll. And then Columbine happened, you know, and it, it obviously, you know, he canceled his tour. He, you know, he went away for a year or so, really. And he just doubled down and wrote you know and it's the first studio album with john five as well actually playing on it um mm-hmm. it's fucking long you know it's 20 tracks uh there's a lot he he actually called it his white album which is hilarious because you guys are completely wrong and hate that record for some reason <laughs> hate that, uh, album. <laughs> that album's yeah not you do um <laughs> but i and good. i was well, like i don't agree with with what you say now i get uh, it there, there is like he covers a lot of ground um uh, but it, it's very cohesive man like and it's as a, as a concept body of work because i'm sure we'll get into the triptych but the idea of you know or my was it hollywood kind of actually goes across the entire story of antichrist and mechanical animals and he's more like and also then what happens after as well it's a whole end of the world bullshit um it's just really there's some great moments um yeah i could talk about it for hours but I won't because it's not our pick of the week and we're already like two hours in. So uh, I'm going to go my banger, BB. A lot of Bs on this album for me, but it's the death song. Uh, That's a good one. It's so good. It's so intense. It's really driving. There's that thing that he does a lot where when he brings live drums in, it's kind of like, it's when the song really kind of jumps off. You know, it's usually like a couple of like a rat-tat-tat snare hit and it just goes in. Um... Oh, but his vocals in this song are so good. Like, like the bit at the end where, like, it's kind of a, a trick that Trent Reznor does a lot, and it's where like he brings in like the synth, that kind of like bit underneath, and the guitars are really raging, um, and he gets right up to the mic, and he's just screaming. And I know Jeff, you say, "Oh no, he can't," but nah, man. Like before he fucked his voice, like nineties, nineties Manson, like had a fucking scream on him and and like he's just like yeah you know the whole vibe just picks up with that little synth coming in and it just makes it like that last like 30 second coda chorus mm, 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 mm. that is some tasty Marilyn Manson right there uh, yeah man Hollywood in the shadow of the valley of death it's it's a fucking great record it's it's ah oh, yeah it's easily 2.5 if not stronger yeah uh massively difficult impossible to get on the vinyls um and just to get yeah, the artwork expensive. and stuff man the artwork is incredible uh once again he talks up more than he delivers you know we were promised a book a movie 
none of that shit ever happened. It never does. Um, but yeah, as a as a comeback from like a, a absolute tragedy and a fuck you to the people who just like scapegoated him and played the blame game, and as a way to really, really double down on pissing the parents off. Mwah, beautiful, beautiful. It is. It's great. <laughs> Uh, Jeff's so pissed right now. Oh, I know. I, no, I, I'm not mad. I just think you. I, th- I think that you guys have fallen down and have a concussion. Possibly. Uh, I, I thought he just walked out. I thought he just hung up. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm out." <laughs> it's just disconnect. <laughs> yeah, it's your pod, baby. You do what you want. Word, <laughs> Tyler's pod. That's fine. Uh, All right. So my uh, my number three is uh, the Golden Age of Grotesque. His fifth record from 2003. This. Uh, this this album does have my favorite Marilyn Manson song of all time on it, and that is "This Is the New Shit." I there's just so something so childish and so basic, so yeah. basic about it, and I love it so much. It's so much fun to sing, and I I, I have a lot of nostalgia with this song too. The, this song was introduced to me from my by my girlfriend when we first started dating, and she got into this song because of our friend of the pod, Justin, and he he was a huge he's a huge Manson guy. Or he was. I don't think I think he is anymore. But uh, yeah, this is this is like kind of like this song has so much nostalgia for me. And fuck, I've listened to this so many times. I I love that song. And this song's really good. It it it, it sucks that they don't utilize John Five a lot on this album, like you said, because dude, the guy is an amazing amazing guitar player. Um, but this is also the first album with Tim Skold from KMFDM on it. Who replaced Twiggy? And it's more—it's it, a very much more straightforward record. It's not a concept record, and I like that. It's not—it's not as crazy sounding with the soundscapes. It's just more of a rock record, and and it was kind of nice hearing this after hearing just like the craziness of the first four because they're all—all all four of those records are very different from one another, but they're not straightforward like this one is. And I think that's why I put this one so high because it was so refreshing and. And I really dug this one, and and the imagery was very fascinating. Like you were talking about with nineteen the nineteen twenties Germany, more specifically Berlin, and this album was was also you know influenced by his girlfriend at the time, Dita Vontis, or were they married? I don't remember, but I think they were dating. their relationship. Yeah, was it that? Okay, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, because she's and, in the mob um, scene video, isn't she? Yeah, you're right. She she was yeah doing she the martini the glass thing. Oh, she was such yeah. a babe. Such a babe. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was beautiful. She was. Oh. She really was. <laughs> she still is. Love Dita. Love Dita. I haven't. I haven't seen a picture of her in a long time. But I've like, heard someone was, call somebody a babe. She in, just in finished doing a, a tour. My friends went to see her. She did a tour. She's played Birmingham like last week. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah she still tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, just like a burlesque she, show. Uh, I think, and it's more like talking and stuff now because she is. She's. She's not as young as she's she used to older. be. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, she's just a fascinating human. You know, I think she's she's okay. cool. She's cool. She's Damn, cute. why did you go? She was. She was. I didn't there. know. She was, she I, 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 I found house. out afterwards. My mate was like, "Oh, we went to CD here." And I was like, "Let what?" Um, so yeah, <laughs> you snooze, yeah, you okay. lose, buddy. Yeah, I mean, she'll come back around. I'm sure. So. Oh, whatever. It's um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the golden age of grotesque. I, I this is a, this is a solid record. Totally get it on vital and. Um, I I've definitely playlisted a few other songs outside of This Is The New Shit, which is, like I said, his best fucking song. Like, without a doubt. It's so it's so stupid good. I, I love it. So It is stupid. That's my number three. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number three. So what do you got for number two, Jeff? Go. 
So you said that was it Jessica that got you into this album? Tammy. Oh, okay. Because because it came out when we were in high school, and so then I thought like no, maybe Jessica nice. knew Justin, which would be fucking crazy. No, 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 no. It was it was Tammy when Tammy and I first started dating in '06, oh. and then I, that's how we know Justin is through Tammy. But Tammy like Justin like knows Justin. a lot of people. I know. Well, that's true. Yeah, he could have known Jess, but so that, no, I, I, I would have been surprised, but not that surprised. But okay. All right. Anyway, my number <laughs> two is uh, the album of the week: Antichrist Superstar. Superstar. Oof. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll. So stay tuned for the main episode. We'll get it more into that. So what do you got for number two, Skip? Number Actually, two. I know exactly what you have for number yeah, two. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Mechanical Animals. Oh, thank right. uh, Justice May. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so <laughs> this was this was actually uh, I'll go into it. This was my first Marilyn Manson album. Um, partly because everyone said don't start with it, and I was like, "Fuck you, everyone! I'm a teenager." Mm. Uh, well, they were probably right. I mean, actually, they were right. Yeah, but. yeah. It, I mean, it's it's his most. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love about it. You know, it's 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 ballsy in terms of you think you know he he becomes a huge. Uh, you know, star essentially overnight with with Antichrist. You know, he explodes onto the scene. I know he'd obviously been touring for years and years before, but that's where he became like known. You know, the beautiful people comes out that that video, and then bang, he's all over. You know, TV. He's on Letterman. He's on. You know, he's the shock factor of America, pissing parents off left, right, and center. Um, <laughs> you know, and he all the heavy metal kids love it. You know, and then he goes, fuck that. I'm going to make like an 80s, like new wavy, really kind of cold produced synth pop. You know, I'm going to use synths and these take the distortion off the guitars a lot uh, and just, yeah, fuck you. And if you're not coming with me, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That's ballsy, man. Um, yeah. Billy Corgan, massively involved, uh, uncredited, but he was hanging out with them a lot in the studio. Uh, and you can hear it in some of the chord changes and stuff. There's some there's some pumpkins in that in that album. Uh, the bass just sounds uh. fucking huge. Uh, there's a podcast that Michael Barnhorn was on where he talks about recording this album, and he talks about mm-hmm. Twiggy's bass rig, and it's just mental. Like, and he was playing it just you know some of the stems, of the tracks, and just the bass, and whew, you know room shaking stuff. Um, yeah. I could talk about this. It's a huge homage to Bowie. You know, on a, on a cruel day, I'd say rip off. Uh, on a nice day, I'm going to say homage. And hell, I'm feeling good. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's lyrical references. There's musical references. The sound, the way he uses acoustic guitars is a very Zavid thing. Zavid Bowie. Um, it's all over, you know. <laughs> I, I fucking love this album, man. Uh, it, I know Jeff clearly doesn't, but he loves to hate it. So that's something. It gave it, it made him feel something. It is true. And you know yeah. what? That that's, that's the whole point of Marilyn Manson, man. Like, you know, it's pissing you off. Fucking great. I bet he's laughing all the way to the bank. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, bangers. <laughs> I, I couldn't pick just one. So I went with, um, I went with the, the starter and the ender. So Great Big White World, original title track for the record. Um, and the uh, record company made him change it because it sounded too racist, which is fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I get that. You know, answer the fear of a black planet. Great big white world. No, no, Brian. Uh, no, Brian. I, 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 I saw him open with this once on, on the worst, worst Marilyn Manson live show. I saw it was a festival billing. He wasn't headlining and he just hates that shit. Uh, he was visibly 
drunk as fuck. He fucked up the fight song. There's only like five words and he still fucked it up. But he opened <laughs> with Great Big White World and it was amazing. Uh, that guitar line, so cool. Uh, some really great imagery across this album. Uh, you know, I, I love the lyric, dead astronaut in space. You know, again, Bowie reference, we're talking Major Tom. Um, mm. But, uh, and the other banger, uh, Coma White, one of the best Marilyn Manson songs. And I can't believe you didn't get to it, Jeff. Because <laughs> so good. The guitars are all over the place. You know, Twiggy is absolutely slaying it. It's got a big anthemic chorus. You know, he really, he excels at these sloganeering choruses. You know, it's just, it's sprawling guitars all over the place. It's an incredible way to finish a record. You know, he even revisited it with Coma Black on Hollywood. You know, uh, I saw them play one into the other. That was intense. Uh, it's just fucking amazing song it's full of nostalgia for me mechanical animals uh it's full of bowieisms which i love and obviously you guys you know you guys you're american and you're not hugely into bowie and none of you are hugely into the glam rock thing so i completely understand why this is lower down in your guys rankings and i think it was a great call to change our album of the week but uh fuck me man mechanical animals ah ah it's oh <laughs> I'm not going to give you a rating because obviously it would it would spoil where we're going. But yeah, 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 yeah. All right, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Wow. So mechanical animals for you. <laughs> uh, my number two is Antichrist. So uh, so I won't talk about that right now. So mm. what do you got for number one, Jeff? Obvious what number one is. But what yeah, got? Portrait of an American Family. The first time I ever heard this was on the way to a record store with Tyler. When he was over yeah, here visiting. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I forced you to put it on. I said, you haven't even started your listen through. Let's just throw it on on the way while we're driving today. And you just laughed. Cake and Sodomy came on. I remember you just like laughing. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I know. So funny. He's like, oh, God, here we go. Specifically the line, I am the God of fuck. And I was like, did he just say I am the God of fuck? <laughs> and then <laughs> and he repeats just, it so I much. I just started laughing. I said, this is so fucking stupid. This is so, but this is a stupid that I can get behind because this is like a, this is, this got some serious like punk vibes coming off of it because that's what like punkers like to do is just shock people. And the song like like a uh, um, organ grinder, right? Another that one got like some serious spunk to it. It's a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And overall, this album was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. But then I couldn't really quite understand if if he was if this was like a uh, if if Manson didn't take it seriously, if he did take it seriously. I I I still that's still up in the air. I don't know, but I do think this is a a really a really fun album. And uh, like some of the songs. The sound of some of the songs is a little too polished and not quite like as gritty as some of the other stuff that he'll eventually do. But I think that's just because of like the production. And sometimes the, the album does get a little bit too nine inch nailsy for me, but it's never it's never bad and it's never enough for me to want to turn it off. And honestly, like the longer I got into the album, the more fun I had with it, the more I really liked it. Because it's just a it's just a perfect amount of fun mixed with someone who's really trying really, really hard to be different and, and carve out like his own style. And that's fine. I have nothing I've I've nothing wrong with someone especially in, in a in a capacity of, of showman or art trying to create their own iconic style and image and then put the sound kind of last. Because aside from this one and Antichrist Superstar I think the image always kind of now supersedes the sound. Whereas in the first two, 
I think the sound complemented the image perfectly. And that's why I love the first two. Plus, Smells Like Children. Fantastic. But Dopat. Dude, Dopat was so good. It was fun. It was bouncy. And the solo was so stupid. It was so dumb. And I'm just, I'm like <laughs> hoping that it's just supposed to be like an annoying contrast to the music of, on the song. And I loved it. But then also the next song too, Get Your Gun. Dude, what a perfect one-two punch there. And the Get Your Gun, that bass line is one of the best things that I've, I've just personally, I've listened to on all of his albums. Fucking love it. Amazing. Yeah, Dopat's great. So fun. <laughs> that is a good one. It is a good song. Yeah. It's a great fucking yeah. record. It really is. It is. Record. I find it odd that you you put that as your number one, but you, you hate shit like Frankenstein Drag Queens. I just, yeah. <laughs> because Frankenstein is. Drag Queens, it's just, dude, it's just power chords. This beat me down Oh, yeah, power no, no. I, I, oh, my God. I, I, a portrait is better than anything that... that Frankenstein drag queens have ever hey, released. Hey, hey, Absolutely. Hey, 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 Watch hey. your fucking right. mouth over here. Like, you, you, what are you, you have to understand. Like, Frankenstein drag queens is literally just beat you down with power chords in Ramon's style, which is, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's why I don't like them. That's why I can tolerate two songs by Frankenstein drag queens from Planet 14 because it's the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> same with Murder Dolls. Nah, Murder Dolls' first album, that, that's, that's great. Right now. I mean, mo- most of most of Murder- that Murder Dolls record was Frankenstein's. Yeah, anyway. I know, but, but uh, it's just that was my. <laughs> they were redone. Yeah, they were redone. Man, I, I had that on CD the same time I had these Manson albums. Fuck me, I listened to Murder Dolls a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Murder Dolls. One <sighs> day, one day we'll do that record, Jeff. We'll just like, it. No, we'll just, just imagine you if, if, if the Ramones <laughs> just replaced all of their lyrics, which is goofy shit like Frankenstein. It was the same band. It's the same no, fucking it's thing. The same band. It's the no, same it's thing. Just all downstroke power chords with goofy lyrics. That's it. Boring. That's straight silly boy talk. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Skip. What do you got for number two? Or I think we number one. one for number two. Number or number one. one. Yeah, one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Number one Shit. is our is our album of the week. Antichrist superstar. Antichrist right. yeah. So uh, so my number one is Hollywood. Uh, I mean, you touched upon so much of it, the the history of it, the the kind of the background of it. Uh, why it was written, and I think this is like their, this is easily their most aggressive record, without a doubt. It still keeps a lot of that ambience and the, and the weirdness, but it 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 really kind of doubles down on the aggressiveness, which I know Jeff and I even agree to to an extent. He's not as aggressive as he's portrayed to be, uh, but a song like the fight song, I mean that's my favorite song on the record. There's some really great, 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 great screaming on this on this song and this record in general, and. Yeah. Uh, I think this this album is absolutely killer. I would love to have this on vinyl, but like an like a actual official pressing on the thir- on the market, it goes for on Discogs. It goes for like I think two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks. So yeah, it's about at that point, I'm, over here. It's at that like, point, I might as well get Dogs Eating Dogs. I'd rather get that that EP than get uh, Hollywood. Yeah, but no, fair. It's expensive. It, it's expensive, and uh, this is the first one, like you said, with John Five. Uh, and the last with Twiggy, uh, this was this was just a solid fucking record from front to back. It has a lot of like the the not the cre- not creepiness, but it still has like the the very dark electronic moments. But then like then the next song will come on, and it's just like it punches you in the face with its with its intensity. And I don't I don't understand how Jeff ranked this one so low. I think I think what it was was he was just so bummed out and pissed off about mechanical animals, so he was already had a. He he went. I think he went into this with a bad mindset. That's what it is, because it makes no sense as to why this one is so low. 
Because this one is like the polar opposite of Mechanical Animal. I, I am completely opposite. I am way more willing to listen to Hollywood again than I am Mechanical Animals because you're you're probably right. Like I was just I was so I was so dumbfounded at, at Mechanical Animals and how bad it was. So maybe <laughs> it's just Hollywood. I, I should give that another shake. I mean I will never I go back to Mechanical even even Skip said that the last song was good. I'm just not gonna listen to it. I literally just do not care. I mean, so, I was going to say that because you like We Are Chaos so much, like, and We Are Chaos basically is just rewriting Coma White like ten times. I honestly think you should go back and just, just hit that one song. It's five minutes. I know you won't. I know you won't, Jeff, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hollywood, start to finish. Yeah, because it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. I'm, great. I, I, great I'm more likely to give Hollywood another shot. I, I, maybe, maybe I should because yeah, I, I was in a very, I was in a bad mood. Well, okay. How about this with your post pod listen because we we. That's what you and I do. Whenever we do a podcast, we give the album of the week one last listen before we we set it to the side for for a while. So yeah. when you when you re-listen to Antichrist after that, throw on Hollywood, completely skip mechanical, just throw on Hollywood after, and then just see if you have a different. I'm really curious if you if you'll think differently about this record. Okay, I will. It's, just, it's so it's so different from Mechanical Animals. I will. I, I will. I'm probably gonna do um, Antichrist again tonight, and then. If I'm up for it, then I'll I'll put on Hollywood again tonight. Man, it's solid. It's solid. So yeah, that's my number one. So that's we're done. We we did the Marilyn Manson rankings. I can't believe we did it. Uh, it's it's been a long one, but uh, now we're gonna get into Antichrist Superstar. We're gonna break down that fucking record. So stay tuned for that. Listen to that uh, while you're listening. You know, go give us five stars and all that good stuff. You know how to reach us. And uh, that's it. That's all. Bye. Right, let's...